That's, that's, that's part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff. You find out life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. <laughs> On this team, we fight for that inch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Dallas, Texas, in three, two, one. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the One It's All podcast coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. <laughs> yeah, Texas. Texas, y'all. Texas loves some Texas kind of hay. Texas. Texas, Texas, Texas. I do like Texas toast. Texas toast. How's everybody doing? Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the One at All podcast. I am again, Jake Heffelfinger. I am back and I am better than I was before. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> oh, man. I just really appreciate you guys tuning in again. Um, go follow on Instagram. Instagram, One at All. One at All dot com backslash Buzzsprout. If you want to show some support. And get access to the podcast that way. This is available on all platforms. Um, if there's something I'm missing, let me know. We'll put it out there. We'll get it all going. Um, Want to take a minute to give some shout outs to a couple people that I messaged. Um, we got Michaela Hopkins from Texas as well. <laughs> you can check her out. Look her up on Instagram and her TikTok. Um, she's very funny, very tall. Her videos are hilarious. What's up, Michaela? And then we also have tall Dallas brunette who was my thousand follower. You can find her on Instagram uh, as tall Dallas brunette, another Texas. <laughs> hey, haul Texas. I'm from Nashville, so I can't really say anything right now. Um, but yeah, she was my thousand follower on Instagram. Um, she should have gotten her hat by now. Um, so yeah, look forward to that. Anybody else that likes the hats, let me know. I'm trying to, um, get a feel for those. I've been getting a lot of messages on it. So if you like the hats, please let me know. Um, we could go, um, get those set up. Um, let me know what color, what color hat you like. 
get those out there, I'm working on some new designs, some new ideas. Um, that's the, that's probably my favorite part about this podcast so far is just brainstorming different ideas and putting it out there. Um, it's, it's almost, it's almost therapeutic in a lot of ways. I have done therapy, so this isn't a form of therapy. I, it's therapeutic, which I think is a good thing. And there's definitely a lot behind that. But yeah, I mean, so just brainstorming ideas, coming up with different things. I get excited thinking about things during the week. And yeah, so if you have anything, let me know. Big shout out to all everybody listening again. Thank you guys. Instagram, want it all. Give it a go give it a follow. Go give a couple likes. You know, shameless plugs. Part of the deal. I know. What is going on in the hip hop world? Can y'all tell me this? First DMX at 50. And then the, since the last time I talked to you, rest in peace, Shock G from Digital Underground. Part of the people to help get Tupac started. Shock G was found in his hotel room down in Tampa. Damn shame. He was 57. On the flip side of that, another hip hop artist that my era grew up with. I had this bad talent. She was whoa. Rest in peace, Black Rob. 52. So we got DMX 50, Shaq G 57, Black Rob 52. Black Rob died of kidney failure. Now, I'm not a conspiracy person at all, but is it? A, I've heard some stuff that DMX tested for, positive for COVID. That helped contribute to his passing. I wonder what the reports are going to come out for Shaq G and Black Rob. It's just interesting. 50, 57, 52. It's like that era of men. I'm just going to be very curious to see what the what all the toxology reports and, aut- and the autopsies and everything show. I mean, I wonder, it can't be that coincidental, right? That demographic of people. Now, I know a lot of these, all three of them at one point or another had a history with drugs. That's just part of the process in the hip-hop game. But man, you can't make this up. They say it comes in threes. So rest in peace, DMX. Ow, ow. Rest in peace, Shock G. I like my oatmeal lumpy. And then rest in peace, Black Rob. Like, whoa. I'd like to picture Tupac and Shock G literally making heavenly music together up there. Literally. Hopefully they have some stuff recorded. That seems to always come out since Tupac died. Um, Yeah. Black Rob, he's been out of the game for a minute, but still, rest in peace. The hip-hop game's taking a beating lately. COVID or not COVID, it just, it just sucks. I mean, even the fact that seeing how old these people are and everything, it makes me feel even older because I grew up on these guys. The people that I grew up with have to know what I'm talking about. I mean, Digital Underground was awesome back in the day. Didn't really have a lot of mutt growing up except being in Tupac documentaries because <laughs> Shaggy and Tupac were really close for y'all that didn't know. I Get Around was a good one. The Humpty Dance was probably, though, the biggest, what they were known for. I do the Humpty Hump. I once got it on in the Burger King bathroom. I like my oatmeal lumpy. Yeah, rest in peace, Shaggy. I don't know what exactly happened, but I do know that from what I'm on, from what I've been reading that he did have a history with drugs. It's always fucking drugs, dude. Drugs and alcohol. I'm getting real sick of this shit. And then Black Rob, kidney failure, don't know. So yeah, DMX, 
Shock G, Black Rob comes in threes. Did you guys see though the, the funeral for DMX? I mean, they they represented for that man. Barclays Center was huge. I think they said like Kanye West raised like a million dollars in t-shirt sales. It was unbelievable. I mean, they put on a show, a concert, which honestly DMX deserves. DMX, rest in peace again. I know it's the second time I'm saying it, but Shock G, Black Rob, hopefully there's not anybody else on the horizon. Everybody else out there, stay away from drugs, brush your teeth. Yeah, it sucks. Big, big week this week for all my NFL heads. It is the NFL draft, watching college kids get jobs. <laughs> That's really what all it is. It's just watching a bunch of young bucks get hired by a team. But we love it. I mean, my brother and I would spend hours just watching the draft. I think it's just the analytical side of me that I like. It's kind of it's the reason why I like baseball. There's just so many stats, ins and outs, and they do a good job with the highlights and the stats and the music and everything. So, Dallas, since I'm here, who y'all taking? Number 10 pick. I know your boy Jerry loves some Kyle Pitts. That's what he's been saying. But what I think is every every team this time of year, owners, managers, everybody's just lying. They're just lying to you trying to get leverage for the pick or trades and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Dallas, if they did trade up for Kyle Pitts, that would be a bang, but they'd have to give up something. When Dak's healthy, man, and that offensive line is healthy, you put Kyle Pitts in that mix, that team's putting up 40 to 50. But at 10, my personal opinion is take the boy Sertan from the defensive back from Alabama. They need to shore up that defense and – because if you're, you can score 40 and 50 all day. But if your defense is given that, that's not going to get you a Super Bowl ring. I don't care who you are. It's just not going to. I think you go certain and then maybe make a move later on. Everybody wants Kyle Pitts right now. Dude is nasty. And I hate to say that because I am a Gator hater. <laughs> Do not like the Florida Gators. Never have. No no disrespect to every, every, all my family and friends that have went there. I'm a Florida State fan. You guys know that. Florida State, Florida do not get along. Florida State, Miami do not get along and all that. UCF and USF are adorable trying to squeeze into it. But it's always going to be Florida, Florida State, Miami, even in the down years, which Florida State is having. I'd rather not talk about that right now, though. Yeah, with Dallas, I mean, you got Amari Cooper, Dak, um, Zeke, Lamb. You You throw Kyle Pitts in that mix, that team's unstoppable. But like I said, you're, you just had Lee retire. That defense needs – you need to stack defense. For the life of me, I do not understand. Other than quarterback, which I completely get because a quarterback can change your team. Every year the top pick should be offensive and defensive lines. I've been saying this for a long time. All the teams that are there every year, year in and year out, always have a solid line. Defensively, offensive line – like. If I was a GM, stop making the splash plays because if you got a good offensive and defensive line, it makes the other players look better when the quarterback has time to throw, when you're getting pressure on the quarterback. Dude, the, the Baltimore Ravens won a Super Bowl with Trent fucking Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. The Bucks won a Super Bowl with Brad Johnson. No disrespect to those guys, but it was the defensive and line it was both defensive and offensive line that allowed those Super Bowls to happen. Got pressure on the quarterback, protected the quarterback, 
You can draft 10 wide receivers, but if your quarterback only has a second to throw, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. It does not matter. Ben Roethlisberger is nothing without his offensive line, especially at this point. Tom Brady's nothing without his offensive line. The Bucks drafted Worfs last year. That paid huge dividends. I just personally think those are the players worth investing all that money in. I feel like wide receivers, there's special talents out there. I'm not taking anything against. I'm talking about for building your franchise. Other than a quarterback, if you're going to plan anything, offensive line. You remember how nasty Dallas, once again, when your line was healthy, you guys were unstoppable running the football. That's what you need to worry about. So Jerry, I know you could give two shits about what I say, but I would take Sertain or Sertan. Just take him. Take that man. Do not go Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is going to go early. I mean, if he even goes to Atlanta and they somehow keep Julio Jones, which I don't think they will. I think Julio will be dealt. That's just my personal opinion. I think he's too valuable for what that team has. And they're already fun on offense anyway. So you trade him, get some get some picks in return, put Pitts in there, give Matt Ryan some lifelines. for Because I, th- I think Matt Ryan's got about another year or two left in him at high level. Because he's one of those guys that can put up 400, 500 yards. But then again, he'll give you he'll give you weeks where he's just frustrating giving 200 yards. If you ever had him in fantasy, you know. You know. You know. So Dallas, yeah. We all know who's going number one. The boy Trevor Lawrence, a.k.a. Sunshine from, remember, the Titans going to Jacksonville. And I can't say I'm surprised that Urban Meyer came out of retirement again. For another what looks like good situation, number one pick. Jacksonville's decent. I think they just need coaching. And I don't know if Urban can do it on the NFL level. But that guy <laughs> from Utah to Florida to Ohio State, never believe when that man leaves that he's done for good. He's it <laughs> I've never been a big fan of Urban Meyer, but I mean his track record is pretty hard to ignore. I just know when his golden child Tebow left Florida, he was like, I'm never coaching again. And then he goes to Ohio State. Like, oh, yeah, another good situation. Won some time. So he's an opportunist. Good coach, but more of an opportunist. And I guarantee you Jacksonville threw everything they had to get him. Gave him, gave him the money. Gave him probably the control. And then they have the number one pick. And Trevor Lawrence is considered a huge pick. So that was big for Jacksonville to tank for him. And why wouldn't you? I mean, that's been the team struggle. Gardner Minshew was funny, though. <laughs> I would keep him as the backup um, because he put up numbers. Look up Gardner Minshew numbers, and he doesn't get the respect he deserves. A lot of it's probably garbage time, but it doesn't matter. So, yeah, I feel like offensive and defensive line. Jacksonville might be good, and you got DJ Chark. Jaguar pride, baby. I mean, the boy Robinson looks like a good running back. I mean, that, that good enough to give up Fournette. You got Didi out there. Westbrook's a good player. So Jacksonville's got some pieces. And a quarterback, could, I mean, if Trevor Lawrence is as good as they're saying, like he was good at Clemson. Um, But if he can take it to the next NFL level, because let's be real. I mean, there's players that have came out of college that have been talked about. Number one, How many number one picks have we seen flop? Seriously. How many number one players have we seen flop? It just doesn't always work that way. So if he is the real deal, Jacksonville's got a bright future. You know, there's always injuries. There's always that. It's just hard. NFL's hard. 
drafts this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, round one, Thursday night. I, I kind of like how they do that. They make the uh, the first round its own night. That's good for the players. It's good fun, good entertainment. I went to uh, when they had it in Nashville, and it was, I mean, it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, it was a, you couldn't even move down Broadway on down in downtown Nashville. I mean, it was unreal. Just that the crowd and what they, it's, it's hard to imagine now, especially post COVID. Hopefully we'll get back to those times soon, but they're even talking. I mean, NFL's even said it's one of the best draft parties they've ever seen. I mean, you couldn't get it anywhere. The bars weren't open though. That sucked. So in order to get a beer, um, you had to wait forever. I mean, but just going down there, seeing the stage and seeing I'm too claustrophobic to be in the middle of those crowds anymore, but it was a ton of fun this year. I think they're doing it in Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. So that'll be fun for Cleveland. Uh, I wonder what the crowd attendance will be like. I'm sure it will be moderate, but yeah. So the draft this weekend, Trevor Lawrence is the unanimous number one pick. And then you have a ton of quarterbacks going, um, Titans, I think since I'm in Nashville, yeah, I think defense is good. I mean, you got to put it, you get somebody for the secondary back there. Or, I mean, to replace Corey Davis, you might need to get another weapon. I might need to get another wide receiver. My Bucks. <sighs> I mean, the, the Chiefs aren't going anywhere. You're going to have to put up that. So I would, I would get more secondary help, shore up the line, more line help for sure. Vita Via gets hurt a lot. So maybe some more defensive linemen, defensive tackles. Um, yeah. So just, it just, the rich get richer. So yeah, I'm excited to watch it. I mean, it's something, it's football and then NFL does, in my opinion, a great job of keeping people engaged throughout the off season with storylines, news. Um, they keep everybody at this making you want more football's really well done. They do a great job marketing. And then they added the 17th game, which starts this year. So that'll be interesting too. One less preseason game, which is great. I, I mean, preseason is horseshit anyway. They should only have it to be two games and go 18 as far as I'm concerned, but maybe that's the next that's the next step. So I got some stats for the tall fact of the week. Gonna give you some tallest, shortest quarterbacks in the that since it's a very quarterback heavy draft. Oh you guys have ever wondered who the tallest quarterback ever to play in the NFL or and the current one is? Yeah, me too. So flip my paper here. Did you know today's tall facts brought to you by one it all, one it all, have it all. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's my inner ESPN coming out. All right. So think for a second off the top of your head, since this is a very quarterback heavy draft, Justin Fields, all them, Ohio State. Um, What do you think? Who do you think the tallest quarterback ever to play in the NFL is? And it's not as tall as I thought. So the tallest quarterback ever to play, other than the current, there's I'm going to give you the all-time and the current. All-time. His name with the Seattle Seahawks, Dan McGuire. And he stood at six foot eight. Six foot eight. That is the tallest quarterback ever to play in the NFL. I'm, this isn't anybody that's played football. I'm specifically talking NFL which is the height of current Brock Osweiler. He's 6'8", too, so it doesn't get above 6'8", to be a quarterback in the NFL. So anything above that, anything 
it does that seems to be the max height for Ed to be a quarterback, and I can get that because I mean a lot of it you, you got to get that ball in there, and you don't want to throw the ball too high. So yeah, Dan McGuire all time, current Brock Osweiler both stand at six eight. Now, I got one for you for the shortest quarterback of all time, and I guarantee none of you nutbags have ever heard of this guy. I didn't even hear of him, and I looked him up, and he is adorable. Adorable. So, uh, the current shortest player, and real NFL heads probably already know this, who, who the current shortest cur- current <laughs> shortest current quarterback is in the NFL, man, Texas. Current, the shortest current quarterback is a monster. Is a monster, and they need to pay this man. Do you know his name at five foot eleven? Five foot eleven is the shortest current NFL quarterback. If you don't know, you better ask someone. All right, Mr. Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, Russell Wilson, five eleven, is the shortest current quarterback in the NFL, and it shows you that height really doesn't matter when you can ball like him. Russell Wilson makes some of the most incredible plays just out of nothing. It's just unbelievable to me. All right, back to the shortest, little, most adorablest quarterback ever to play in the NFL. You can go all the way back. The shortest quarterback ever to play in the NFL was five foot seven. And his name, he played for the Philadelphia Eagles. He won the Heisman Trophy in 1938. His name is Davy, little Davy O'Brien, little Davy O'Brien. Davy O'Brien is the shortest quarterback ever to play the position in the NFL. Five foot seven, Philadelphia Eagles. Did you know that? So tallest, Dan McGuire. Shortest of all time is Davy O'Brien. Now, he's not the shortest player ever to play football. This was a fun little stat. And this guy, the shortest player ever to play in the NFL. I was I was flabbergasted when I heard this. The shortest player ever to play in the NFL was only five fucking one. Five one. How is that even possible? God, he must have got destroyed like Rudy out there. Give you a second. Do you have any idea who this could be? Now, to be fair, he only got action in one game. And he was only rostered for five games. But technically, he did play in the NFL. His name... He's got a cute little nickname too. It's Jack Shapiro. Jack Shapiro stood up five foot one, and his nickname was Soupy. How cute is that? Soupy, little Soupy Shapiro, five foot one, shortest player ever to play. He was a running back too. So if his line didn't protect him, my goodness, he must have got crushed. Now, on the flip side of that. Can you guess who the tallest running back ever to play the position is? And he was a beast. He was pretty recent, too. He won a Super Bowl. Big running back that you just could not take down. Give you a couple seconds to think about it. You're swirling around in your head. I know what I thought. My thought first was Jerome Bettis because the bus, he was a beast, but it wasn't. But it's the same kind of size. And I did not realize this guy was this tall. Watching him play... In the playoffs against Brett Favre back in the day against the Packers and just dominating and wearing teams down. I didn't realize he was six foot four though. So the tallest ever to play the running back position, six foot four, 
big dog Brandon Jacobs of the New York football giants. That guy used to run people over. It almost didn't seem fair at times. I didn't realize he was 6'4", though. The tallest current running back. This was less surprising, especially in my Nashville heads. Do you know? Derrick Henry, the king. King Henry. Now, you want to talk about running people over. This guy does it with ease. He's tied, though. Him and Latavius Murray, running back, are both 6'3". They're the tallest current in the NFL right now. The shortest current one is, let me see, Tariq Cohen, five foot six. So he's the shortest running back in the league right now. So you got Derrick Henry is the biggest with Latavius Murray followed by, at the shortest, Tariq Cohen. But I bet you all you can think about is little Soupy, little Soupy Shapiro. Yeah, I, that was cool to see, five foot one. But I, he had to have been fast as shit. He had to have been. That must have been a, a catch me if you can type of thing. Five foot one. Jesus. I mean, think about all the five footers you know. I barely know any. And this guy actually cracked the NFL for one to five games. (laughs) He probably got lit up so hard. He was like, I'm done. I'm done with this. Because they didn't make anything for money back then. They're like teachers now. No offense to teachers. I feel like everybody should make more of it. It's just a joke. But yeah, five foot one got lit up. Little soupy. That's the best name. Best little nickname I've ever heard for a football player is Soupy. Little Soupy Shapiro. Soupy Doopy. Soupy Doopy Poopy. Alright, I'm going to stop with that. So did you guys know any of those? Some of those were surprising to me, like like the Brandon Jacobs one. Obviously, Little Soupy. But yeah, I mean, so those are your biggest and shortest quarterbacks and running backs. To ever play the game. To ever play the game. Have you guys, uh, did you see the Cincinnati Bengals revealed their new unis last week? They're sweet. Like, I, I was very, I was upset that I didn't see the one I wanted to see with the, I wanted to see the Bengals with the white helmet, the white Bengal tiger. I saw a concept of it online and I thought it was really badass. But yeah, they released their jerseys last week. Um, seems to be a trend in the NFL where everybody's doing different jerseys. The Bengals look sweet though. They have nine different combinations. But they said they're only going to use seven because something about the white jerseys will only match with the white pants with black stripes, which is still a solid look. This, I mean, because the Bengals are going to be good, I, I believe. I mean, you lost AJ Green, but he was at the end anyway. But Joe Burrow, if he's healthy, that was that, that dude's a stud. And he says he wants to be there. And then you got T. Higgins. I'm Joe Mixon's good, but I don't know if he's long-term good. Only time will tell you because he seems under. He has some big games, some big moments, but they never seem to really get anywhere with him. But I think Joe Burrow, you have that guy, you put some more receivers around him, more to get another tight end in there. Once again, Cincinnati, listen to me. You need to spend as much money on an offensive line to protect that man as much as you can. I saw a thing online, a meme. A meme, a meme, a meme. Or it had the Bengals uniform already it comes with grass stains for Joe Burrow on the on the white jersey. <laughs> Give that man some help. All you should be doing is investing in money to block for him. Don't let him get hurt. That's all you guys got. The Bengals, they have a great concept. I've always liked the Bengals. I remember them playing in the Super Bowl against the 49ers, pulling for him hard with Boomer Esiason back in the day. But you just couldn't, couldn't stop... Old Joey Montana. 
and Jerry Rice, they were just too strong. But that was one of the that was one of the Super Bowls I remember growing up. And I mean, as a kid, I used to think the Bengals had the coolest helmets. Like, what was it? The Iggy Shuffle? Yeah, I used to do the Iggy Shuffle. If you don't know what the Iggy Shuffle is, look it up. Was it the Iggy? Sh- yeah, it was the Iggy Shuffle. Yeah. So Cincinnati new uniforms. Um, who are some of your favorite uniforms? Right off the top of my head. I mean, I the Oakland, the well, not the Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, those old blacks are sweet. Those are so those clean with the silver. Really like those. Timeless classics, always good as the or, or as the L.A. Chargers. Even though I like them better as San Diego, but the L.A. Chargers uniforms never can go wrong with those with that powder blue. I tell you who I'm a big fan of is uh, ever since they changed their helmet from blue to white is Buffalo. I love those white Buffalo helmets with the new logo on it, not the old school one, but the new one. Those ones are, those are sweet. Those are very, very sweet. Yeah, big fan of Buffalo. Jared Allen's good too. Way better than I thought he was going to be. Stefan Diggs is a, is a problem. Buffalo's a piece or two away from being right back in the mix. And that's what I love about the NFL, man. Every year, you just don't know. You don't know. It's an injury two away. A team clicks at the right time. Buffalo being good is good for the league, giving everybody a problem. Even though I do think New England's going to be back with a vengeance this year, so you Buffalo fans don't get too confident yet. Old Billy Belichick, it's better than you guys think. Just watch. I think they're going to make a move during the draft this week. I, I still think they end up with Jimmy G as the quarterback. Um, I think all the hype about them drafting one, bringing that, but they have Cam. Cam, you can bring him. You keep Cam. He's a good leader at this point. He might even surprise some people another year under the system, but I still think they find a way to bring Jimmy G back. But I digress. I mean, and another one, it's nothing to do with anybody I know. I just always thought they're, you can't go wrong. I mean, timeless classic, yellow and black Pittsburgh Steelers. Those, you can't take anything away from them. They're clean. The Steelers are clean. Those all, those black with the white, I mean, with the yellow, with the yellow. Mm. So Pittsburgh's up there for me. And then creativity-wise, I'm not a fan of the team, but the Seattle with, with that Seattle green and the grays and the blues. I mean, I do like their jerseys a lot. They're different. They stand out. They're catchy. So, yeah, Raiders. I do Tampa's. I do like Tampa's new ones, too. They had to get away from the old alarm clock ones. Those things were hideous. I'm not trying to find out what time it is. I want to see my teams play and like what I'm seeing. So thank you for going back to the original ones. And right as soon as we did that, we get old Thomas and we win a Super Bowl. Titans. I thought I liked the white helmets better. But as this year played out, I do dig what they did with the navy blue helmets and kind of made that a focal point of things. That was pretty cool. If you guys haven't seen, um, there's a show out. I believe it's on Apple TV. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna promote it right now because to me it's one of my favorite shows. If you haven't seen Ted Lasso, there's a new season dropping on uh, July 23rd. Ted Lasso is way better than I thought it was gonna be. I liked the concept of it when I saw it during the World Cup in the past years. About a NFL or a American coach going to coach a fo- an American football coach going to coach a football team in Europe. That concept's funny in itself, and Jason Sudeikis sells it. I didn't think they were going to turn it into a TV show. 
So when I watched it, I kind of was like, okay, we'll see. I thought it was going to be another corny comedy. But man, that show is hilarious. And it's kind-hearted. It's positive, which is what I'm about. Positive, positive, positive. Good message. Makes you feel good. Um, yeah, so they're, season two is coming out. I think they said they're going to do like four seasons. It just won all kinds of awards, which I don't give a shit about, but it just helps make the show sound better. You will not go wrong if you're looking for a new show and you haven't watched Ted Lasso yet. Watch it. Get ready for the new season. Tell me how you feel about it. To me, it's my favorite new show, and it's not even close. That show is that funny. <laughs> it's very funny, very positive. I mean, because there's not enough positivity out these days. I feel like everything's dire, dramatic. Nobody knows what's what. It's hard to believe things. The quote that I want to say about that is, if, if you know who this is, great. If not, I'm about to tell you. The quote that I'm going to give you right now is, I'm not, I am the wisest man alive, for I know one thing, and that is I know nothing. That is your boy Socrates. Now, I take from that, you can find your own path. Learn your own way. You can you can learn. Other people are a great source of information. You can learn from people. And I said this in a previous episode. Don't try to be like anybody. Find your own path. Find your own voice. Find your own way. Because you can only do you. No matter what that other person's doing, no matter how hard you try, you're never going to be that person. I hate to break it to you. You're just never going to be them. And guess what? They don't know shit either. Everybody's just trying to figure out life as they go. Isn't it a lot better to find your own voice, your own vision and open-mindedness and think for yourself? Especially in today's culture where everything's like a mob mentality. Everybody's not thinking for themselves. My opinion is think for yourself. Nobody knows. Find your Form your own opinion. And then that's that. Don't insult anybody else's opinion unless it's real fucking dumb. And we all know some of these opinions that you hear and thoughts and everything are just ridiculous. Don't follow that. Follow your own voice. Socrates is considered one of the smartest people ever to exist on this planet Earth. And he admits that he knows, he know, he knows nothing. And that's what I think makes people wise. Have you ever had that person that's a know-it-all? And thinks they know everything? The, th- the thing about people like that the good know-it-alls are the ones that acknowledge that they don't know, but they're very smart. There's a lot of those out there. But the worst know-it-alls are the ones that know everything. And even when you prove them wrong, they just don't admit to being wrong. They'll find something. Now, there's there's value in the other way where you're like, all right, I thought I knew that, but I didn't. And then you learn and you like learning. People that don't want to learn and just are stuck in their ways and admit or say they can't do anything, you don't need to be following those people anyway. Find your own voice, find your own passion, find your own way. Learn for yourself. You might even learn a thing or two. Be like, oh, that's not what I thought because I didn't believe everybody. Something somebody told me. I've always tried to do things my own way. Tried. It's not always easy. You grow up, you follow the crowd, you do all. Yeah, oh, this is the cool thing to do. I mean, look back at what you did as a kid, teenager. I don't know how old you are, but Look back at pictures. Are you ever happy with what you see? You're you're usually probably like, what the hell was I thinking? Find your own way, man. Find your own way. You all can do it. It's okay to know nothing. 
but just be willing to learn. Be willing to challenge yourself. Step out of your comfort zone. You'd be very surprised at what happens. All right, I'm going to leave you at that. NFL Draft, I'll talk more about it next week. Thank you again for tuning into the One It's All podcast. Appreciate everybody listening. I'll see you next time. See you.